0: Yo, what's happening to everybody? It's Jerome Thorne, man, checking in for the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. Um, today we have a great show for you all, but it's going to be all about the success of the black quarterback or African-American quarterback in the NFL. I think we have seen this translate into success for decades if not three decades. Um, But I think right now what's going on is, I mean, we could even start from Warren Moon to Randall Cunningham, Dante Culpepper, Quincy, uh, what was his name, Quincy Carter? Uh, And Charlie Ward. I mean, it's been, it's been, The Watson kid from um, from Houston, Jameis Winston. But something right now, I think that's changing is the. I guess is a surprise and a success. I'm about to turn 41 on. Sunday, December 15th, Uh, big shout out to my. Little nephew, little butterball, you know, up there in Portland, Oregon, Um, you know, our birthdays are on the same day. So thank God for that. But. When a. African-American quarterback dominates in college, I think we fail to realize or the NFL scouts fail to realize, is that going to be something that's going to be, I would say, a good success model for an NFL team and a lot of NFL scouts question the um the durability at one Mm -hmm. point in time they were testing the intelligence of black quarterbacks and to be honest it was just downright disrespectful you know it was it was horrible But here's what I think the difference is between this situation with Lamar Jackson. Um, Right now, Lamar Jackson is in a what's called a perfect storm of success. The number one quarterback that has dominated the league for the last 16 or 17 years, maybe even 19 years. uh, Tom Brady, who is. I would say definitely not a prototype quarterback up of the NFL, but he was definitely he fit the look. Um, He was not agile. He was not mobile, uh, but he is a complete terrorist when it comes down to ending games. I will give him that. And this is coming from someone that's not a Tom Brady fan. To me, I never have been. I was. Very much so a Drew Bledsoe fan of New England. So once he didn't get his start back, uh, that ended <laughs> Tom Brady's fanism with me before it even started. But at this point in time, now you have people looking at the passer rating of Tom Brady. And, you know, they're basically saying the guy's washed up and he should be out of the league. I'm going to reserve judgment on that until he actually retires and does not win the Super Bowl. Because right now the Patriots are still 10-3. and But what does this mean to... A young, athletic, um, in some areas charismatic, educated, and humbled Lamar Jackson. It means that he is not the prototype of the NFL. He is lanky, he is mobile, he's fast, um, he leads the league and touchdowns, as well as passer rating. And he is also someone that a lot of GMs passed up on. When we look at Mitchell Trubisky, when we look at uh, Sam Darnold, when we look at a couple of other quarterbacks who's not doing that well, Uh, the Rosen kid or posing kid that's, that was out of Arizona who lost his job. Uh, All of these things are in spite of Lamar Jackson. So, and they wanted Lamar to be an actual wide receiver. And in some aspects, really and truly, I truly don't blame them. I mean, this guy, once he gets the ball in the open field, you're going to need to have at least two corners as well as a safety to, to, to cover him. But to his credit, he bet on himself and his abilities and the numbers that he put up at Louisville. I mean, can you imagine Teddy Bridgewater coming from out of Louisville and then all of a sudden you have to face Lamar Jackson? It is unheard of. So. I guess my question and what my concern is, is. What does success look like for him? And how is he going to handle the success and the new expectations that's coming through the NFL? And I also want to know. How is the NFL going to be able to receive him? How is the public going to be able to receive him? Um, we all know that African-American men get their most value and and um, self-worth from a society standpoint. It's not through corporate America. Um, it's not through, I would even say, charity. Because we all know that African-Americans give the most as far as when it comes down to charity. It's not through religious... Um, Attributions is pretty much through sports and entertainment. But I think in this scenario, um, he's going to receive just a little bit of flack. And the reason why I'm saying this is because if he has five great seasons of this, he's probably going to be go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks that the, uh, uh, that the NFL has ever seen period. I don't care who you are and 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 what you have accomplished. He is setting records. But I think that the hype machine is moving just a little bit too fast because every day and every night you turn on the television and or you get on YouTube or on social media and they instantly go to Well, they wanted Lamar to be a quarterback. I mean, they wanted Lamar to be a wide receiver. I mean, at one point in time, they wanted him to do punt returns when he was in high school. And really and really and truly, I think that they're still amazed because they haven't accepted the fact that this guy is is a true quarterback in every sense of the word. Um, Last year, during the playoffs, he had a horrible, horrible first half. Um, It was... I think probably one of the worst that I had ever seen. And to be honest, I was even calling for them to put in uh, either RG3 or, uh, man, we don't even even know this guy's name, Joe Flacco. Yeah, I was even calling for that. But when the coaching staff and the Baltimore Ravens organization decided to stay with him and he actually mounted... Come comeback, and almost won the game, I knew then that he was a star, and I knew then that they immediately needed to change the playbook to fit his skill set. So now that I went on my tangent about, about that, now let's get to the real part of Lamar Jackson, the NFL and African American athletes, Maurice Corette, Lawrence Phillips, um, Snoop from Florida State back in the day was one of the top receivers, and many other troubled athletes. One thing that I think that they didn't have um, was a good family dynamic around them or a good mentor that's in their corner. I think what makes Lamar Jackson different is because he has the unwavering love of an African-American woman leading him in every step of the way. Um, Shout out to all the black African-American fathers out there. They're definitely involved in their um, son's life, especially in sports. But it's something special to see an African-American woman stand behind her son and support him the way that she has done. I mean, you can look at Donovan McNabb, His mother was really, really important in his life. Um, You could even look at LeBron James. His mother was really, really important in his life um, and still is. You could even look at Kevin Durant. And his mother was really, really instrumental in his life. It's something about that that I think makes his situation special. And the reason why is because... He respects his mother so, so much. And she has taught him so, so much just about the world. And she has humbled him so, so much to the point to where that if someone even attempts to come at him wrong or if he gets outside of his body, his mom is going to be right there to reel him back in. And this is one of the main reasons why I think that he chose his own mother as being his business manager and being his sports agent. And I think that was phenomenal. And some of the teams, according to um, First Things First or First Take, some of the teams actually frowned upon that. And that's one of the main reasons why he was not chose in a higher position. As any other quarterback, but that also puts him in a a better position because now they're going to have to pay him multi-million dollars of contracts. He is going to break the mold and earning. And one thing that I want him to do, I was looking at the game last night and I seen how much fun he was having. When they went for it on 4 for one he went to the sideline, he hurried up, he was... Telling Coach Harbaugh, hey, look, we could do this. And Coach Harbaugh, to his credit, was on the same page, and they went for it. And he was having fun. And now he's starting to let the game come to him by looking downfield when he's scrambling, right? Throwing the open man, and 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 it's amazing. Um, I was telling one of my good friends, Alexandra Fishroy, that um, – I'm concerned about him. I don't want him to be in a situation like RG three was in where he overextends himself and thinks that he has to put the team on his back to make a play and constantly like Cam Newton, you know, trying to go for the big yards or Michael Vick, you know, and then you don't prolong your career that way or you don't come into it naturally like a Russell Wilson has done. Right. But. And I also think, just from a mentor standpoint, can you imagine if a Lawrence Phillips had a a mentor, had accepted a mentor from the time that he was, I'm not quite sure if he didn't have one. But can you imagine if he did? What would Lawrence Phillips be today? Or what would Maurice Claret be today? If somebody who was like, hey, look, I need for you to trust me. I need for you to listen. I've been knowing you for a long time. And there is a certain level of accountability to say, hey, like, you know what? You don't have to go gangbusters and do this by yourself because you're thinking about the money. Right. I need for you to go to class and really learn this for, for, for all of 12 months. So now you could, when you really get into the NFL, you'll be able to reach your true potential. Can anyone imagine if J.R. Ryder, who was one of the most prolific scorers in the NBA in his time, one of the main people that Kobe Bryant did not want to see at the Portland Trailblazers? Can you imagine that if he actually had a mentor to say, hey, man, look. All of this getting high before games that you're doing, it feels good to you because you're able to go out here and dominate. But really and truly, the organization sees you and they don't like that. Can you can you tone that down to the offseason? Even even Lamar or rest in peace, Eddie Griffin, who passed away. Another great talent that didn't have. I would say I'm not exactly sure on that, but I would say. Just the proper mentor to guide them through these situations versus these athletes feeling trapped because of their childhood friends, because of, you know, family members holding them hostage, saying, you know what? I need this. I need that. And are not actually trying to lead. They're only just trying to get money. We would we would be seeing a much larger amount of African-American troubled youth. Making it, making the transition from high school to college to pro sports, whether it's the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, CFL, whatever it is. You don't even have to go pro. But can you imagine if they had that solid foundation like Lamar Jackson or LeBron James has with their mother? It could be things could be a lot different. Before I sign off today though, I actually want to encourage everyone to support the Chicken and Kool-Aid Podcast. Um, we definitely need listener support. Um, we definitely, I definitely want everyone's feedback. Um, if you ever, you know, listen to the podcast and you want to correct me, I don't mind being checked. You can email me at virtualhustle 77 at gmail.com. You could leave me a message, a voice message here. You could tweet me at RomeEmpire at Twitter.com. You could come to Thornton Media on Facebook or my own personal Facebook page at Jerome Thornton forward slash Facebook. Look me up. OK. Um, and I just want to I just want to know what do you guys think about our podcast or my podcast and how can I get better? I would like to salute Every family out there that's creating a better situation for generations to come. Usually, I talk about African Americans, but family is family. It doesn't matter what demographic that you come from. If you're trying your best to to make the next to provide for your family and make the next generation better by all means, man and woman do that mother and father, sister and brother, auntie and auntie. Uncle and uncle, you know, do that. Grandparent, grandfather, grandmother, do that. I salute you. But at this point in time, all things must come to an end. Before I go, Tom Joyner is bringing his luxurious career to a halt. And for everybody that's not familiar with Tom Joyner, he is the quote unquote self-proclaimed fly jock. I would like to say to Tom Joyner and to my listeners, job well done. Party with a purpose. Make a difference in your family as well as your community. Thanks again today for tuning into the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. Again, my name is Jerome Thornton. We really do appreciate you all and have a great day.